Boom! And we're in. It's a Tuesday morning this week, and it's 9.30 a.m. We're in the Ins and Outs podcast studio with the white Asian camera ninja. Always. Sexy Jake Gibson. Is that just, is that just me every week now? Definitely the intro every week. Well. <laughs> every week. Yeah, we're recording a Tuesday today. Um, I couldn't do yesterday because I picked up some work. So we switched it to a Tuesday morning. Uh, it's been a week. Yeah, man. It's been a week. Don't you feel like the weeks go so freaking fast now? So fast. I think like this is like a big mark in the week as well. And it just feels like we're doing this like every other day at the moment. Yeah, it's like this and Sundays are my two things in the week. I mean, I have lots of things in the week that I, I enjoy. But they're like the two where it's like a lot of intention, attention goes to. So I feel like that kind of uh, I, I pace towards that day. I'm always like, I can't wait for Sunday or I can't wait for Monday. Or the Tuesday, highlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the highlight of the week. Um, yeah, man, it's been a week. What's been popping? Uh, I've had a crazy ass week. I feel like we've got a lot to catch up on today. It's been such a weird week. It's been a stressful, but beautifully stressful. Like lots of new job opportunities coming in and stuff, mm. which is super exciting, which I've happened to say no to everything because I just not where I want to do right now. <laughs> You've had but, some good job offers as well. Yeah, yeah. We need really, to dive into that. Really good job offers. But um, well, a little bit, not too much. But yeah. It's been nice. Um, got offered a really, really big job, which was my dream job, which I said no to. Dude, what was, can you say? Uh, I don't want to say. You don't want to say? I don't want to come. Should we dive into why you didn't say yes? Yeah, I don't want to be douchey about it. Like, I turned down this. But it's a pretty big job, and it's really something that I've died to do since the job existed. It was like my dream role. Right. And I said no. And they messaged me again last night, offering me again. And I was just like, no. Right. Let's dive in. Do we uh, want to restart on that? Yeah. So it's Why just one of the, do you know what? No? It's one of those things like that timing is everything in life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. like if you if if this opportunity came along three, four years ago, I mean I would have pounced on it in a heartbeat. Mm. Even a year ago. Like maybe even six months ago. Like, but I just where I'm at in my life is like it's not that I don't want the job. Is that I don't want the lifestyle of the job. Gotcha. Like it's like five days a week. It's it would require me being in London all the time, and it's like it's was just it a short term contract or like, uh, very vague. It was like short term. It's they were like, oh, it could be a month, but it could be six months, and then leading into a full time contract. And I was just like, nah, could like not do like a month or two. Yeah, I could, but like I, I just feel like all the things that I've really worked at, like building over these past few months. Like, you, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anymore. Like my program is my baby. Yeah. Like we've just started doing this. Like, would we have the time to do this? Like I'd be, I'd be traveling down to London with mics and cameras. Yeah. But, I, but, but why would we be traveling to London? Cause I wouldn't move there. Right. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that means I've got to do a two hour commute every day there every day. And then a mm. two hour commute back. Like it's just that lifestyle. Like it's, it's the lifestyle choice that is like, hell no. Like, I'm 31. I've got a puppy and a fiance. Like, yeah. Not, not that I'm settled, but you're pretty settled. No, but it's not even. It, yeah. No, part but, of that, in, but like, like it's about having those two parts of your life. Are obviously, really big for you. It's about having balance, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, well, if I put all my eggs in this basket, that means every other basket is gonna suffer. Right. You know, even yeah, though it's yeah. like a dream, and I would love to do it, like it's gonna suffer. And dude, like when they when my agent called me and asked me to do it, like I knew. So she, I was walking the dog and I got a text saying, 
when you're free to talk. No, I was driving, lies, I was driving. And uh, I got a text saying, call me when you can. It was like 9.30 at night. And mm. I was like, I knew straight away. You got the job. I knew yeah, what it was yeah, yeah. like, and I knew exactly what the conversation was going to be. And uh, so I'd already planned in my head, like my, how I was going to kindly reject. Right. You know? So you've already pre-planned that you were not going to take the job. Yeah. 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 I thought about it a so few times. So it wasn't times. much like, conflict if, for you. No, but it was really emotional. Right. What like, kind of emotion? Uh, upsetting. I, I was quite sad. Right. Like saying no. It was a weird one. It was like something that I would love to have achieved and done, but it's just, it would ruin everything else that I'm kind of working on like this you know i've got some good teaching things that i really like doing like i've taken on a new role with a different company mm. which we can't really get into on here but eventually yeah. we will um like loads of different things and i was just like you know it's just timing like literally maybe even three months ago i would have dived on it you so know are you now suggesting that like the roles you do now have become more relevant and important for you uh I, I wouldn't say more relevant. It's not that they're more relevant. Not it's, relevant, but like they're, they're a higher priority for you. They're a higher priority. Because yeah. like like this and the, the training program, they're like my baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to build, I'm trying to build this brand. I'm trying to build the ins and outs. I'm trying to build... Rather than trying, brand. And, and rather fill in someone else's pockets, even mm-hmm. though I get a nice wage from it. Of course, that's lovely. But I'm trying to build the brand of Kane Silver or the ins and outs. And doing this job would definitely hold some credit and some value but it means i'd have to step away from everything that you've done from everything that i've done for the last six months or or a year like the program i've been doing it over a year like trying to build it it means i'd have to step away from that so it would be tough man so yeah it was so sad so (laughs) i was like a proper chick i said no I went and told Georgia, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it. And she was like, okay, you sure you're happy with that? And I was like, no, but I know it's the, it's the right thing. Yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. um, I always say like in life, I always think about the right thing, the wrong thing or the real thing. Yep. And I was like torn between like, what is this? What decision is this? And I always do the real thing. I never do the right thing or the wrong thing. I always do the real thing. Right. And then this what, was the what, one. What's the difference between right and real in your head, in your mind? Uh, so the difference between right and real is like real would be how I feel. Right. So it's, what's real it's to me you. might not be right for you. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, but yeah. if I've got to do the real thing to me, that's going to upset you. It could be swaying more to the side of wrong. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I always try and do what's real because I'm the one that has to live with the decision. Yeah. Like no matter what the outcome is, good or bad, I'm the one that have to be satisfied with it, right? Yeah, so uh, this was like, instead of it being, it was like the real thing. It was how I felt, but also it wasn't. So it felt like more more towards the right thing instead of the real thing. You know, it was like, I know that in the future, saying no to this is going to benefit me. Yeah. So then I got in the, I run a nice big bubble bath. I've got a bottle of wine. <laughs> I laid in the cried bath. Cried over it. Cried over <laughs> it and drank my sorrows away. So how yeah, did, man. How did Georgia feel about it? Uh, she was, me asking. no, no, she was dope. Like she's so supportive, man. Like whatever I decide to do, she's so supportive. She understands that like this career is a short career. Yeah. Like so, she wants me to embrace it. Get as much out yeah. of it as possible. And you know, sure. she's she's a dancer. She gets it. She gets like it. she knows what's going on. It's lovely um, that you have that. Do you know what I mean, dude? Like so many people just don't understand like self-employed lifestyle, business lifestyle, mm-hmm. etc. So to have like someone in your corner. Yeah, and like she knows I'm the ultimate hustler and the ultimate grafter. So she's always just like 
you know, she gets it. If yeah, anything, yeah. sometimes she's telling me not to do stuff and it's not to not to not do it, but so I'll rest. Gotcha. Do you so know what I mean? She's like, when are you going to like in, like do me, you time? Like yeah, when am yeah. I going to have take cane time and not work time? It's, it's funny, isn't it? It's like, I f I'm sure we'll dive into this more later, but for me, that is my time. Yeah, but, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what I do. I love what I do. And like, even when I don't love it, I think uh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I do love it. Absolutely. And that's why like, well, how many, how many hours do you reckon you work a week straight day? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Like, there like, isn't a moment not where a clock, it's not work. There's not a clock in and clock out. No, no, no. It's always on the brain. Whether we're sat down watching TV or a film, my brain is somewhere rattling, going, Ooh, what should I do here? What, what can I, I do this? for Absolutely. this? What can I do for that? Like, constantly, and it's awful, but constantly on my phone, like, get an idea, write it down. Write it down. Like, I'm, I'm voice noting you probably every two hours. Every you know two I mean? hours, without fail. And sometimes it's about like, nothing. I've got this idea. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, no. Yeah, life just a bit life. crazy at the moment. In a good way. In a great way. In a lovely way. In a great way. And then uh, I got to teach on Thursday. I guess that wasn't this week, but the week gone. I got to teach for the first time at Performers in Birmingham. Birmingham. Oh, so you went not, to Birmingham. Not the Essex, one, not the Essex one, one, Birmingham. So it's their first year. They opened in September, I believe. And, and uh, same everything? It's the same company. Yeah. Like the same, but obviously different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've never been to the one in Essex, but I'm assuming it's the same thing. And uh, so I went, didn't really know what to expect. Mm. I just was told that it's a, all first years. So I was like, okay, cool. Are they when, more, like, have they got like a particular style that they quote specialize in? I don't know. Right. Like, they, they, you literally I, know nothing about I, it. I, right. I know nothing. Like, I don't really, I've never really dived into what other, like, facilities like colleges and stuff offer gotcha. unless i see them put it online and i've never seen lots from that company online and stuff gotcha, like that gotcha. i mean i just know that there are presence in the space of dance colleges yeah so i was like yeah dope i'd love to come and teach like i'm always up for um going and making connections mm -hmm. obviously making money too but like making <laughs> connections like building a relationship with new people and like you know the the benefit of it is them going Ah, oh, we had Kane Silver come teach. Who's Kane? He's from the International Training Program or the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always more than just a, that one-time visit behind yeah. why you do stuff. For Absolutely. me, I always Again, think. I think we'll dive into this more. I always think, what's the topic. what long-term can become from this too, as well as just enjoying it for what it is. Yep. You're struggling with that microphone. This, it's too damn heavy. It's too damn heavy. We'll put this. We'll put it on the stand. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Next. We could it's even good. pause and change it if you want to. Nah, it's all good. Um, you're just gonna hold it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brilliant i hate microphones um so we know um yeah <laughs> at so least I'm, I'm talking into it at least time. you're talking into it not away from it not away from so uh yeah i went and taught there on thursday uh did six classes long ass day but it was lovely and dude like they're in a beautiful building they said it's not their building they said they're renting it but it's really beautiful right. and they were the nicest people to teach like student wise yeah the yeah, yeah. etiquette was so nice like Obviously, like you're a guest teacher, so I feel like everyone's on best behavior. Yeah, it's gonna but wait, like, wait six months, see what they're yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, they were so nice. Like they worked really hard. Like lots of talent. Like mm. especially for first years. Like, but so lovely. Like they'll all be like at the end of class, like thank you so much. You had such a great time. Like, mm. and I was just like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. Like yeah, yeah. Like really polite eighteen-year-olds, and I feel like because of. I, I think I blame lockdown and COVID because of it. Watch, watch us get blocked now on every yep. profile because I said COVID, Kane. but whatever. We've worked um, so hard. <laughs> Instagram's going, no. <laughs> um, 
I feel like that age between like 10 and maybe 20, where you're in those developmental stages, yep. they've really lost the ability to communicate. Have you like, noticed a difference in yeah, teaching? Yeah, huge. Like you talk to people and they just, they're very unresponsive. Mm. And I'm not saying they're not listening or they're not enjoying, but they're just unresponsive. It's not a two-way. Because I feel like they've probably done, what, a year and a half on fucking Zoom yep. where they don't have to, where they're not allowed to talk or they just nod their head or give you a thumbs up. Yep. And I've really felt a carryover since that. But they were really responsive. And mm. I was like, yo, especially for the first time engaging with them, it was so nice. Yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah, so I had a great time. So fingers crossed I get to go there a little bit more. I think it might be something to... That might possibly happen in the future, which is very exciting. So we'll Lovely. see. We shall see. But yeah, man. And then what happened? What else? I didn't jump out of a plane this week, unfortunately. Bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. No, none Come of those on. things. Saturday. Saturday, I went to London and taught for Perform perform Like a Pro. I believe that's what they're called. Yeah, I think it was Perform, yeah, like, perform like, like a Pro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, run by a lovely lady called Lauren, who I'd never met before, and the incredible Paris Green. Uh and that was cool, man. Like they had, it was dope. What they, range of students was it? Mm, I want to say, they, I saw a girl which probably looked like she was 12, but she danced like she was 16. So she might've just been really short. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like, I'd say between uh, like 12 and 17, 18. Gotcha. There was maybe a few older people, but the general range was like in there. So that was super cool, man. Like I went up, it was just nice to go and do something different and teach for people I've never met. Same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was an hour class, and dude, it went so fast. Like Did you do your usual forty-five minutes of drills and fifty minutes. No, of no, no, <laughs> not in an hour. Like they'd hate it. But I did like ten minutes drills, right. like warm up yeah, slash yeah, yeah. drills, like two, three songs. But it was really cool because Josh Denyer, who was a video of the week last week, mm -hmm. he joined in and took my class. Did he? So yeah, so it was super cool seeing him in the corner getting all funky and shit. <laughs> so it's a few times now he's taken my class and I've taken his class once and I've done a private with him once. So we kind of have this like little exchange where we, we teach each other because, you know, it's both of our complete opposite oh, ends so of I the spectrum. I can't imagine like, you doing Josh Denyer style oh, at all. Disgusting. I would definitely want to see a video of that. Uh, we have one we have one somewhere have yeah yeah definitely Ooh, you have to send that no no there's one online we put it on instagram and everyone was taking the piss out of me because i tried kicking my leg i don't think it's on it might have just been a story uh, i will find it and find that that can be next week's uh laugh we can laugh at it laugh of um, the week laugh of the week but no uh yeah so he joined in and it was super cool and then what was really nice is downstairs there was a an audition for a, a UK tour and I wanna say it was Gary Barlow. Don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but hey <laughs> I didn't sign <laughs> that no one out later. things. Um so I saw loads of girls downstairs at the hub, which is a beautiful space. Mm, the hub I've in seen London. Videos. Looks Dude, I've never been there. Like it's such a beautiful studio. What part of London is it? Mm, I got off of Bethnal Green. Gotcha. I think. I think I got off of Bethnal Green. And then I walked. Not the nicest of areas. Right. walking through not too spectacular london's like that man you, you can walk from for three minutes and be in totally different areas yeah it wasn't the beautifulest of areas but the studio was dope like i walked in i was like this is gorgeous what made it so like different it felt very <laughs> sounds so stupid but it felt really clean right like <laughs> some studio it, it just, just it just felt cleaned. clean like yeah. all the walls were super freshly painted like mm. the layout was really nice two studios really nice sizes beautiful studio shout out i believe bligh runs it so shout out to bligh um dope house dancer 
dope dancer but dope house dancer right and uh so yeah there was an audition downstairs and then i looked in the studio and i saw my friend leanne lemay who's like a choreographer and a professional dancer and i've had her on the podcast and i haven't seen leanne in probably two three years and i was like just you know you get that feeling when you see someone that like uh you kind of like it made me feel like, oh my God, I haven't seen you so long. And mm. I got so excited that I wanted to run in the room and be like, hi. <laughs> but you know, you're like, you can't because there's, there's an audition. So that was cool. And then uh, my agent, Jerry Reeve from Coots was in there. And like, if you've listened to any of the episodes before, like I always say, like for me, like my career would never have been what it is without him. And he always says, no, you had a career because you worked hard and you're talented. But like... He was so supportive of me, like from the jump when I moved to London, like he was my main source of how I got work. Gotcha. So like even just seeing him and we come out, we had a little chat and had a hug. And I don't know, man, it just felt like I haven't been around the people who are a massive part of my life when I was really working as a dancer in such a long time. Mm. Like, you know, obviously I see John and stuff a lot. And like Marco, like my friends, yeah. my friends, friends who aren't just friends because of dance, but not, the, but like, not like the people from the industry. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There was something like really nostalgic about it. And I was just left there feeling like really full. Like I was nice. like, like, do you know what I mean? Like I got to see some really like great people who are a huge part of my journey. Yeah. So it was, it was dope, man. Like, do you, do you build much relationships with like agencies and stuff? Uh, like I've. I don't know the relationships between dancer and agency. Is I think like... it's different for every dancer and every agent. Like, I don't think anyone's going to have the exact same relationship. Like, mm. mine with Jerry was amazing. Like, yeah. I could never say a bad word. Like, the nicest ever. I've been with other agents where, you know, there's not always been... It's not always been mutual feelings, maybe. Or, sure. like, you know, there's been issues or, like, there's been a clash of heads. But, like, the majority of all the agents that I've worked with have always been really good to me. Mm-hmm. Like... I, was, I know there are some agencies out there which I don't really like how they conduct themselves. Gotcha. Maybe I've had one or two experiences with them and I've just kind of never seeked it again. And they probably haven't seeked me either because maybe it was just, you know, both don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Not like each other on a personal level, but it just doesn't click. You know what I mean? Um, but my relationships with my agents that I've worked for like more than a few times have always been great. Like especially like Jerry... Like, my relationship with Chris Minow is, like, really good. And then, like, the people at AMCK I get on with really well. I would say they're the main ones that I worked with in the UK. And then, like, Block in LA were a dream. Right. Like, Lainey and her brother and all the, like, the agents on there, they were always a dream. Always had good relationships. But I just think if you're a people person, yeah, like, majority of the time you'll click with people. Yeah, right? yeah. And just kind of keep it as, like, a... A no bullshit policy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean and just be uh, and v- the same thing like i'm really real i always feel like i'm kind of marmite like Love you either like me or you don't and either yeah. one is i'm okay as long yeah, as yeah, you yeah. know that i'm going to be me yeah and that, that that i think like that's a trait that i always try and carry over it's like i, I never try and beat around the bush mm. like just be upfront about and they because then everyone knows where they stand yeah you the know? real thing the right thing or the wrong thing Absolutely. do the real thing i like and, that i might that and you know that's that's kind of how i try and approach stuff i haven't mm-hmm. always but as i've got older and i think it is really important especially business and obviously like agency is kind of like a business relationship is yeah be straight up about what your intentions are mm. um because but i know loads of dancers which are terrified to talk to their agents or like why, like why like, is that do you think it's because like a way they, they see them as a, they, themselves they see them as a hierarchy right they see them as like they have control and they have the power which, which is, is mental because which you're which, the one that has the power right mm. No, a bit of both. Like the agent gets 
the job opportunities, not the mm. dancer. It's not very often that a production company goes to a dancer and says, I want to hire you. They normally go to an agency and say, we want to hire dancers. So if you don't have a good relationship with that agency, mm. then they're not going to pick you, they're right? They're not going to get work for you. Yeah. Or like if you've done something bad or if you've said that something which you might be seen as a nuisance, like then they, you're not going to be on their priority list because they're going to go, oh, that Kane guy, he's the difficult one that complained or right. moaned about something. So it's kind of like you work for them rather than they work for you. Yeah, but it shouldn't be because it's not. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like I th Yeah, I feel like that's kind of skewed because it, I feel like... I think it works in both ways. Right. Like, uh, you know, all my... Re my relationships with agents have always been like mutual like yeah they've got me the job opportunities but they've also if i've asked for help they've done they've helped they've helped yeah. you know it, it's a it's a mutual mm -hmm. but essentially you're correct like the agent does work for the dancer as an agent that's why they take a cut so yeah. they take commission you know what i mean like they don't pay us we pay them but although it, the money comes through them yeah, yeah, yeah like we're not taking a cut of their money no but i Is think it's just because there's such a demand like there's so many dancers out there that they kind of have that ability to kind of act like the boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, like it's, it's different with everyone. But no, really lovely weekend. And then obviously yesterday we had the program. Not yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. Sunday. We used to filming on Mondays. Yeah. Sunday we had the program with filming week. Jake the camera ninja. Forgot his... Forgot my gimbal. Forgot your gimbal. But it was saved by the padre. Yeah. Saved by the father. They was driving through Swindon, so I was like... Yeah. This couldn't have worked out better. Couldn't have worked out better. How long would have your detour been to go back and get the gimbal? An hour and a half. Wow. 45 minutes there. That was would have done it. the bell. Yeah. Would yeah. have done it though. Yeah. I know you would have done it, but I was really reluctant to letting you go. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to go and do it. And I was like, yeah, but you can just hold it. And you're like, it's going to be shit. And I was yeah. like, I just always think best foot forward. Always. I know. I know you do. And, and that's why we're here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, oh, I really didn't want you to leave. I was like, no. <laughs> but hey, yeah, man. It came up. It worked out. Yeah, really great got weekend. We've got some good videos being mm -hmm. online. Uh, some of them are already online from the dancers, but we'll post them online this week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. Overall, a lovely week. How was your week? Good. I was ill last week. Um, but not the iCorona. No. no, just a little cold flu. Thing. Just a little keep no, I was going to say, if it was the iCorona, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but <laughs> of course not. Um, no, we're good. Yeah, um, lovely week. Yeah, lovely always. week. Um, so I sent you... Uh, uh, Instagram post which I saw online about um, I don't know what show it was I can't remember but people throwing out abuse whilst in the damn theatre yeah I just screenshot I didn't send you the actual post so uh, I can't even remember who posted it Can I, I think it was a guy called Billy bring that up who's in the show I think I might be lying um, and this Alex Thomas Smith put on Twitter, if there's one thing we won't allow at Juliet, it's shouting homophobic abuse at me and, I can't read that because it's blue and I can't see it from here, <laughs> someone else mid-song, hate isn't welcome here or anywhere else for that matter, and yes, it will get you thrown out onto the street, lead with love, I promise you, it's so much easier. So, I was like, okay, shouting abuse, like, you know, that's kind of not okay mm -hmm. in the theatre or anywhere, let alone homophobic abuse. Like, why would you go to watch a musical and throw abuse at someone on stage? Let alone homophobic abuse. Yeah. Why would you feel throw any abuse? You've paid to be there. To be there. Yeah. Surely you fucking know what you're signing up for. I literally, that was my thought process is, surely you know what the show is about 
or have a baseline Well, even if you don't know what it's about, like you're going to the theater, you're paying to go somewhere. Why the fuck would you throw abuse at the people who are there to entertain you? Let's just remove the homophobic part a moment. Why on earth would you go somewhere and pay your cold, hard-earned cash to not enjoy yourself and throw abuse? Because humans are fucked. Like, when it's like a sport or like a game or a match and you're on one team and you're against another team. You kind of understand it. I kind of get it. Yeah. Like, even still. You know, if I was going to watch a Tottenham match and they're against Arsenal, I'd be like, fuck you, Arsenal. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Fuck you, Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) You spot Arsenal? Used to. There you go. See, perfect. Um, Like, I get it. Or like, but you're going, there's no team. There's one team Mm. and you've paid to watch them and they're there busting their ass of something they've probably trained their whole fucking life for and they're really good at because they're doing it at the highest pinnacle and you're going to throw abuse at them. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that about? And then, to <laughs> top it off, you throw homophobic abuse. Well, we know that musical theatre, you know, it's not full of a bunch of butch rugby players. No. <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to get Frank Bruno on stage or like Mike Tyson very often. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why would you put yourself in that position to throw abuse at someone on stage? It is horrendous. I would be so intrigued. I wish we had more information. Yeah, I was going to say. And I would love to know how it was dealt with. And it's also, like, did they, that audience member, go specifically to hurl abuse? Or was it like a spontaneous, like, spontaneous did some, reaction to something? Did like, something was happen? Was there like a... Yeah, um, a gay scene or whatever, and they reacted negatively to yeah. it, or did they go to actually shout abuse from the get go? Exactly, and that's why I feel like I would love to know more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on like on a deeper level than just what I've read, mm-hmm. but like even like in musical theatre, like you don't have that with the with the people on stage. Like, let's remove the homophobic abuse. You don't even have interaction with the people on stage. No. Like normally, musicals in the West End aren't interactive. You shut the fuck up and watch Yep. whilst they do their job. You know, it's not like pantomime. Pantomime is like, he's behind you. No, he isn't. It's back and forth. But like the majority, unless Juliet is like this, I don't know. I've not seen it. But the majority of musicals aren't interactive like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can laugh at stuff and you can clap at stuff, but you don't get involved. It's not stand-up comedy. Mm. You don't heckle the fucking people (laughs) on stage. Like, let alone throw abuse, man. Yeah. Like it's someone which is doing, and for people that aren't performers, I'm assuming everyone that listens or watch this is, so you'll understand. But like, say you're a bank teller, say you work in a bank and uh, someone goes to get money and you won't let them, you know, and they're pissed off at you and angry and they give you abuse. Like that's not okay in any facet. However, you don't probably, it's probably just a job to you. This is my assumption. Right. It's probably just a job to that person. Yeah, there's not like, you know, a passion. There's not a passion. It might not be like something that's dear to them. It might just be like, this is a job that I've managed to land and it's a great job. However, the people who are on this fucking stage, I'm telling you, it is their life. Mm-hmm. It is their absolute pride and joy. They will eat, breathe and sleep performing. Like, you don't know when you're throwing abuse at someone on stage whilst they're performing, what that does what to them. them. And I think there is like, when you speak to muggles, there's such a disconnection between how hard dancers and performers as a whole work. Yeah. Like people just think it's like, oh, it's just a bit of dancing. Oh, it's just a bit of acting or whatever. It's like, 
fucking hell. They, 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 as I said, there's a disconnection between the reality of a performer's lifestyle and the work that goes into it to what people like see on stage. Uh huh. Their entire lifestyle is catered to this show. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like, I wanted a job, but I mm -hmm. didn't want the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their whole lifestyle is dedicated to going on stage every night yeah. to entertain people. Mm. And you're going to throw abuse at them. Do you know what, like, that's not just a word. You're affecting their entire life, their entire week. Like, maybe those, if you're a singer, like, you might not go out all week. You might spend and, and go and socialize and drink because you've got to make sure your voice can do 10 shows a week. Yeah. Or, like, if you're dancing, same thing. You're, like constantly looking after yourself to make sure you can go and entertain and someone abusing you mm -hmm. like i've been i've been on stage that i can remember a few times where like we've i've had personally abuse have you yeah yeah so dream boys when we were doing dream boys on tour or? uh i used to i've been called the ugly one like on stage really? like shit like that yeah i had like a woman be like you're ugly and i was like cool you're fat. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Really? I, I didn't say that, but I wanted to be like... Because you're not like... No, I'm fucking... I mean, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm a solid five. Like, I'm a... No, I'll give you a six. With clothes on, I'll give myself a five. Take my top off, I'm good to an eight. I'm like, all right. Do you reckon? But, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Like, that... And I'm kind of thick-skinned. So, like, you know, I'm ginger. It doesn't bother you. I was bullied my whole fucking life through yep. school. Like, I, I can take it. Um, but I've been, I've been shouting abuse. Like, I've been booed at Dream Boys. In my solo, I got booed once, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like, and do you, you just carry on? Uh, I, I'm the dick in it, so normally I go boo you, like, or I'll like I'll engage. And why does but a dream boys I can do you're... that because it's it's not it's it's, it's not as serious. It's not yeah. as serious. It's not as scripted. We have that interaction. We have yeah, those yeah. moments. Like I fuck around every show. Yeah. Like, it's and essentially, I'm the kind of person that you think you can roast me, like. I'll fucking roast you worse. Gotcha. Like, if you want to be mean, I'll be meaner. You should have like, definitely got them up on stage. Like, oh no, I wouldn't be able to get her. Like, <laughs> one of them ones. Yeah. Like, but um, again, it goes to show, like, the people that normally want to shout on abuse are normally the ones that are very uncomfortable or insecure. Yeah. And then we used to we used to do the twenty twenty cricket, um, and they used to have us dance on like these platforms. Everyone got like a, a point or a run or whatever, um, kind of like cheerleaders, but they wanted to make it cool, so they had like break dancers and hip hop dancers. And dude, we used to do that every summer for probably three years for uh, an agent called Judy Kavanagh. She was very lovely as well. Uh, JK Dance. And um, bro, we just got abused the whole time. Really? They would shout so much at us. And there was a guy called Lewis Blundy. Like he was a dancer and I was on his thing and they kept calling him um, like Mophead because he had a big afro. Right. And we were going up and dancing and they just like, they were calling us all the gay slander under the sun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like anything. And they were just drunk men in the yeah. crowd, like shouting abuse, thinking it's funny. I found it funny. But like I can imagine not everyone would. Yeah, yeah. So then my idea was to Lewis. I was like, right, we need to stop dancing. Like, I know that's what we're here for, but this isn't working. We need to like win them over. Let's make them laugh. Mm -hmm. So they kept calling him Mophead. So I was like, "You're gonna plank. I'm gonna hold your feet <laughs> and be a fucking you're gonna mop. You said mop I was like, "And you're, we're again. gonna mop the floor." Yep. So we did that, and like they all started laughing. Like we won them over, and then another number come on, and they uh they played like a Michael Jackson A B C easy as. So I made him stand off stage, and I pretended his head was a microphone, right. like just <laughs> shit like that, like yeah, to yeah. get him engaged and laugh along. But yeah, like you know. People, you know, it happens. It does happen. But, like, I get it if it's... I don't get it. But I get it if it's somewhere where you're not meant to be. Or, like, if you're in an, an environment that what you're doing doesn't fit. Yeah. 
but as an audience member, you've gone to their environment. Yep. It's just fucking dumb. No, I know. Shows ignorance of humanity there, don't it? I said humanity. Yeah, keep your mouth by that microphone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but what a fucking douchebag. I hope he got kicked out or like something. I'm going to try and chase that up. I'm going to message this guy on Twitter. Do you know anyone that performed? Uh, I know some people in the show. Gotcha. I could ask Been interesting. Yeah. Topic to bring up again next week if you get a bit more info. We'll hit up Billy or Rian. Uh, Yeah, so yeah. That was a, I wanted to talk about that because that's not okay. And if uh, you are on stage and someone shouts abuse at you, shout abuse just back. Know, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> don't don't Fuck get fired. You. Don't don't get fired. <laughs> just know that you're a fucking gangster for pursuing your dream and pursuing your passion. And not everyone is fucking brave enough to take that gamble on themselves. No. Everyone wants to play safe and fucking rely on just turning up and getting their coin and playing the easy thing. Like if you're putting your passion and you're gambling on yourself to go and achieve your dreams. You don't deserve abuse from anyone, man. You're a gangster. Words by Kane Silver. Uh, topic of the week. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. This is going to be an interesting one. Talent versus, versus hard, hard work. work. Talent versus hard work. Where do we begin? Um, my experience of this would be, for me personally, I was never the talented one. Right. Never the talented one. Like when it. Are came, you talking about like dance specifically, or just any, or uh, like we can any relate, topic? No, no, we can relate it to dance because yeah, I yeah. feel like it's, it's more relevant. acceptable for it's relevant. Um, <laughs> but most things I'm not very talented at. I just figure out a way to figure it figure out it and out. then work really hard to be good at it. Yeah. Um, but uh, talent for me, like, so when I started dancing, I was never the good one. I was the one with the most energy. Mm-hmm. I was the most enthusiastic. I was the one that cared the most. But I was never the good one. When did you start dance? Uh, probably my first ever experience of dance. I was probably like 11. But it wasn't dancing. It was like this woman, Tracy Brown. Some uh, Zumba class gone wrong. No, she brought to my primary school uh, boys to do a performance. To call, it was a group called Rubicon Boys. And she brought them on. And they did a, like a performance on micro scooters. Right. So instead of dancing, they were all on scooters. And they would like make patterns and go in and out of each other and they would jump or do tricks on beats of the music and then they'd get off and do a tiny bit of dancing right and then get back on the scooters and i was like yo that's so cool like so then she did an after school dance club and again we didn't dance you like run and jumped over each other yeah you were only allowed to do cool shit when music was on so it was about building the relationship with you moving and music it wasn't about being like this is one and two and Mm -hmm. three because I wasn't there. I was like 11. And uh, even at that, I was the shit one. I was quite athletic, so I could always jump the furthest if we were jumping over people or something. Yep. Um, were you sporty? Yeah, yeah. Football, rugby. Football. Um, running, anything moving stuff. Like anything physical, I was good at. But mm-hmm. anything which required some sort of elegance or grace. Yeah. I feel we're on that one. <laughs> awful. Awful. Like I always say I'm made to carry stuff. Like I'd make a great laborer. I just don't like getting cold. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, fucking cold. Yeah, yeah fucking cold. Um, so yeah, so it started like that. And then I kind of kept doing that for a really long time. And then I joined Fahrenheit where I started competing at UDO. And again, uh, at the time, cut the story short, I got my best friend, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Anthony, shout out. Go find him on the Instagram. Who's doing Starlight Express at the moment. I got him to join um, with me because I wasn't brave enough to keep doing it on my own as a teenager. And... Uh, he was naturally good, like from the jump. I was like, motherfucker. Like, was that his first dance experience? Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, motherfucker, like you can, you can, what I called at the time, body popping. Like <laughs> you could like wave, you could do moonwalk, 
everything better than I could within a week. I was like, right. God damn you. Like he could do freezes better than I could within two weeks. I was like, I've been doing this for ages. Like, and you're already better than me. Like, so I was never the talented one, but I was always the most enthusiastic. I will never forget doing a performance and my mum coming and watching me saying, <laughs> and she was like, well, you had the most energy. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And, and you look like you were having so much fun. Yeah. And that was a way of probably going, you're shit. you weren't the best. But good job. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you you tried. Do you know what I mean? And yep. I was kind of okay with that. Like, I was okay with that because I was just having a really good fucking time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then when I went to college, um, not the first college I went to. Oh, no, we could use the first college. So I went to Rubicon for a year. They did a year's course. And there was even some people there, and I'm not going to say people's names. Don't throw them under the bus. But, like, again, just could naturally do everything. Gotcha. Like, they were, I was always looking at them and be like, why are you so good? Like, why can't I be as good as you? Why aren't I as good as you? Even when I went to my next college where I did two years in Swindon, a place called Libratus, you know, people would come in, like these girls which have been doing it since they were six and they're incredible. Yeah. And like just naturally gifted, you know what I mean? Like from day one, I was like, oh my God, you're fucking insane. And I'm like, just the rugby player in the corner who's trying really hard. I can two-step. But can't do anything. <laughs> um, and like, I feel like the difference of why I, and uh, some of them were successful, but like majority of the time, the people that I trained with, not so much the people that I teach, I don't really know, but like the people that I trained with or the ones that I was like, I looked up to dancing, growing into an adult, trying to achieve my dream, I didn't make it. Right. And I always was like, but it's funnier because like our start place, they were way, way, way above me. Well, I, th I think there is correlation with this in all fields, not necessarily just dance, is if you're talented at something, you're less likely to succeed because you become complacent. Mm. And I, maybe they're always told that you're good. Yeah. And so then there's an expectation to be the one booking the jobs. So you, I don't know, I think it's an easy way to get lazy. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you spent the first, you know, let's say you're at college for three years and you get booked for every job, not a job, but you know, like pick the shows, every shows show and stuff. You told you the good one. Yeah. And then the moment you leave college and then you fail your first audition, I'm sure there's a big drop off. And then that, yeah. The because they're always used to being the success. Yeah. And then as soon as there's a, a If you're used to being rejected. Yeah. And you're still going. Yeah. Then like that's the recipe for success I like think. all the successful ones like once they finish their training they maybe tried for a little bit and when this quiet or nothing's happening or they're getting mm. rejected they all dropped off within like two years right you know yeah, not all but the mass the, you know the majority and like i was never the gifted one i was never the talented one but i always kind of knew what i wanted to do and all i figured out was like whatever i don't know ask people yeah and i was that person so like i'd be like i'm shit at this let me ask someone how i get good at it and let me ask someone what i should do to achieve my dreams like instead of just being like i'm just gonna go with the flow and like be on my morals i'd find glenn ball and i'd be like yo how do i become a professional dancer yeah and he'd be like you need to do this 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 and this cool. and this is like something that i've definitely discovered in the last couple of years is just fucking ask questions like you look like an idiot for a minute but the reward of asking that stupid question gets you so much further so much further well you've just if you if they can give you the answer you've saved yourself so much figuring out figuring time. out absolutely there's a quote that kind of comes to mind is if you're the best in the room you're in the wrong wrong room 100 percent. and I, I totally believe in that and i'm constantly trying to ask people who in every field that i work in mm -hmm. 
who's better than me and then i just ask questions yeah I'm, I'm not afraid to sound like an idiot yeah like i didn't work that hard in college because i genuinely hated it like i genuinely really? hated college. dude i fucking hated it ballet contemporary jazz every day i hated it i wanted to be a commercial dancer i yeah. wanted to dance for artists i wanted to do in my head what i saw was cool stuff i hated it but i knew i had to understand some sort of it mm-hmm to be able to go and get these opportunities. Yeah. You have to have a basic understanding. You don't have to, but it's better to have a basic I just understanding. Like dance terminology and all uh-huh. And then I got a scholarship to Millennium Performing Arts in London and I left after six weeks. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. Like you're giving away a 36,000 pound scholarship, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it's just not for me. I'm spending all this effort and time doing something. Or actually I wasn't even putting much effort in or time in, but I was meant to be, mm-hmm. to do this thing that I don't want to do. Right. Like to go and sing, to go and act. To don't, I don't want to be these things. Like I don't enjoy it. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I can remove myself from this environment where I enjoy 10% of it and I can submerge all my energy and effort into maybe the thing I love, even if that's only double the amount of time of what I'm doing what I like, even if that only makes up 20% of my time. Mm-hmm. That's more than 10 do you know what I mean? Yep. So I quit college. I fucking moved to London. I was in London, but I moved neither into London. And I hustled, man. I used to stand outside Pineapple and just look through the window and watch the people who were better than me. Watch really? what was happening. Figure out shit. Like, and then the more I stood there, people would be like, what are you doing here? I see you here all the time. Be like, oh, my name's Kane. Nice to meet you. They'd be like, you should take class. And I'd be like, I've got no money. And they'd go, oh, you can come take class. And I'd be like, well, instead of doing it for just free, like, what if I press play and stop on the music for you? Right. Saves you walking back and forth the speaker. I make myself useful. Useful. Absolutely. Like I become a credit to that person. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not I can't pay you, but I can pay my way. Yeah. Give you service. Um and then I started getting free classes and I was really fortunate that I moved in with a my one of my bestest people in my life, David Ratcliffe, who was already more established than I was in the dance industry. And he was friends with Cisco, Anthony Kay, all these people who Mm were in in the know so i just was always like you just said around people who are better than me yeah old i was always with the people who are like a generation above me mm-hmm. so like all my friends were five to ten years older you know what i mean like net because i was supposed to still be in college i was meant to still be in second year at college or first year at college. oh shit so you dropped out quite I, early then. yeah yeah right. i still did like i did three years so training. how old are you at this point 19 oh shit 19 when i dropped out right, right right and then by the time i was 20 i'd started booking jobs gotcha i mean i'd booked a few jobs before that but like i wasn't working yeah, yeah. you know i'd done a job here and there but i started working at like 20 um and it, I, it's down to like busting my ass when i left like i had no fucking money i didn't have anything i lived on like fucking weetabix I used to get the train from where I lived into central London and I'd get off at Waterloo before they had any gates there. Yeah. And I would make sure that I could not have to pay for the train. Yeah. Because I couldn't afford to and I'd walk. And if there'd be ticket people, I'd try and run past them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just to get to Pineapple, just to find a way to make it there. And I'd always be in with people who are way better than me. And I was like, I'm aware that I'm the shit one of the people that I'm with. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. That's okay. Because if I stay around them, I'm going to become the better one. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not the talented one, but I'm gonna work really hard. Uh, this this is the thing I I think about hard work. Like hard work isn't just how much effort you put in when you're in a when class. you're in the it's everything that you do on the outside, dude. And it's it goes a, it's to the lifestyle. It's a hundred percent. It's like like being self employed and running your own business and blah 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 blah. You know, I'm get as a 
dancer, you're basically running a self-employed business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's how do you communicate with people? You know, what relationships are you building? Like there's so much more to it. Like how are you filling in the gaps when you're not taking class? Mm-hmm. You know, are you standing outside pineapple looking through, gla- looking through the window mm-hmm. and learning? Or are you sitting at home watching fucking Netflix? Yeah, so my theory was always, and especially when I was in LA, because it was so tough, I remember being like, people be like, oh, you've got the day off. Like, what are you doing? I'd be like, no, I don't. They'd be like, what are you doing today? I'd be like, going Fucking to the gym, working. taking two classes, going on a hike. I'm going to go home and stretch. That didn't happen very often. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm going to go online and do some research. I'm going to figure out who's choreographing what jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and get inspired and watch some cool dance videos or music videos. I was always finding a way to put myself in a better position. Better position. You know what I mean? 100%. Or like, I'm going to go and do some research on what I should wear to an audition. Yep. Like, I'm going to figure out what's popping at the moment. Who's on what jobs? What are they good at? Why are they on the jobs? Like, there's so much more work that goes into your craft than just the actual work or mm-hmm. just the dance. Oh, 100%. And I, and I think, like, I was talking to a good friend about um, this recently. She's recently graduated. And I was, she was saying that throughout your whole education life, you're told structure. You're given everything. You're given everything. I and say then, this to every student. And then you come out College and you're is like, easy. Yeah, like education's a fucking piece of piss. You're told what to do. You have someone making the choice for you every day. It's just whether you go through with the just, choice. And whether you show up. All, the only thing, it's like almost comes a binary option. It's like, do I show up? Yes or no? Yeah, and then, and, it's, it. and then it's how much effort do you put in when you show when up? When you show up, 100%. And then now she's out of college, she's like, what the fuck do I do with my time? So I said to her yesterday, um, fucking book in your calendar now what tomorrow is going to look like mm-hmm. tomorrow i'm going to wake up i'm going to do fucking yoga stretch work out mm-hmm. take a steezy class yeah. practice a bit of fucking choreo whatever like actually diarize your day mm-hmm. because so you know what you're going you to you're doing at what time instead of waking up to and work like, so what shall i do today and then it takes you to midday to make a decision and it yeah and it, absolutely and it's like people wait for something to happen to them and they kind of have this expectation that life will come to them rather than stepping into it and making it happen yourself. Making it happen. And it's a fucking jigsaw puzzle and you've got to put that shit together. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to fuck up. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to do things, you're going to make mistakes, it's going to go wrong, it's going to feel like shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, like Dory says, just keep swimming. Just keep like, swimming. You, like, for me, if you, as soon as you're static and you start being still and you're not progressing, you're regressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no such thing as static. You're yeah. either moving forwards or backwards. Backwards. Because if you're static, everyone else might still be swimming. So like when I was in LA, dude, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. And I'd go for a walk in the morning mm-hmm. to get some morning cardio in. Cardio. <laughs> cardio in. But it was just neat. I'd yeah. just walk in and I'd FaceTime my mum because of the time difference. Yeah, yeah, it would work. Yeah. And then I'd go to the gym. I'd be in the gym at like 7.30. Like people didn't take class till 7.30 at night most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, people, dancers don't get up until, like, fucking midday. Yeah, 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 You know what I mean? Like, we have that lifestyle. We're evening kind of people. Yeah. But I'd get up at 7.30. I'd be in the gym. I'd hike. And I would have had really, really healthy food before it even hit midday. And I'd probably done my laundry and stuff to make sure what if something comes up in the day, I'm available. Yeah. Or I have options. And that's the hard work. That's the hard work. That's the hard work. Not taking class. Class is the easy class part. Class is the bit you like. Yeah, yeah. Class is the fun bit. Hard work is doing the shit that maybe you don't want to do. Is doing the shit that you don't like. Is making the choices like oh, I want a lazy day today. Yeah, cool. That lazy day could determine that someone else is better than you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Like all these things play off, and I think people who are talented—not all, but a lot—is like they're just told you're good. 
Mm-hmm. So from the jump, you're like, oh, well done. You're so good. You're, so, you're, you're they're rewarded all the time. Mm-hmm. So then they've never, they're not chasing anything. There's no goal. Like I was dying to be told I was good. Yeah. I was dying to get first place at competition. I was dying to get an opportunity, but I wasn't good enough to. Mm-hmm. So I had to work had really to work hard harder. to get the opportunity. Absolutely. Whereas when you're talented and you might have put in the work as a kid, yeah. do you know what I mean? Or when you were younger, but like, you know, when it counts is, when you're trying to make a career of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the lifestyle of it. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe you just take your foot off the throttle and you rely on that talent. Well, this is kind of what I was saying earlier, right? It's like the talented people probably work less hard because it's, again, this a, a complacency mm. is put there. Um, so no, I 100% agree, I think. Like even stuff like, like I never, I've never not had a six pack since I was 21. Right, and, that's, and that takes fucking work. Never, I'm thirty. Work. I'm thirty-one. Like I've had ten years, ten years of being back. solid under ten percent body fat. Yeah, like maybe under twelve, but like without <coughs> fail. Yeah, I've had water retention, but I know the next day it'll be gone, yeah. and I have abs if I need it. And people go, "Oh, you're obsessed." I'm like, "No, I'm ready." Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it did become obsessive for a while, but it's because it was so essential, right? It's yeah. Because it became a. Well, became, it's your job. Became right? a habit. Yeah, dude. Like how you and I was like, I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, I didn't want to fucking not eat pizza with everyone when everyone had pizza. I didn't want to not enjoy drinking with everyone when everyone was drinking. But I knew that if an opportunity came, I wasn't gonna let that be the reason I don't get it. Absolutely. And this is like, I guess this goes into discipline versus motivation. It's like fuck motivation. Motivation is such a temporary experience. Yeah, and you can't rely on motivation. Cannot rely on motivation. Discipline is like. It's ninety nine percent of success. Mm. I used know. to have on and the Christ- discipline to be able to eat the right foods and keep Dude, six on pack Christmas up and- Day. I go to my- the gym on Christmas Day. I've been to the gym on Christmas Day every for the last like four or five I mean, years. You own a gym, so it does help. It, it does make it a bit better. It does make a bit. bit but of even difference. before I own a gym, I'd go for a run. Yeah, yeah, Dude, like on Christmas Day, all my family, they all I do now. I'm older, one hundred percent, and now I have more balance and I understand my body better. And I'm not auditioning every day. I fucking splurge. I had Domino's last night, like. But I know my body so well now you that know I know I know how much I can have. Yeah. And all for the rest of the day, I had spinach and really healthy shit and chicken. Like, mm. you know I mean, it's balanced. And I'd done eight hours of cardio yesterday. Yeah. So I could afford to You're have, to have a teaching. Pizza. I could afford to have a pizza. Absolutely. It actually did nothing. Um, but like, okay, so being able to do that has, become, has come from having so much discipline mm-hmm. and doing, uh, figuring out what I can eat and when I can eat it through hard work over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. So on Christmas day, all my family would like drink or they'd have like chocolate and stuff. I would never, I didn't even have like, I'd have like meat, veg and like some healthy starch on my son, on my Christmas dinner. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing because I think it's about balance and I think it's about fulfilling stuff. Um, in, you've got to fill both cups sometimes. Yep. So I've got to fill that like emotional uh, social side of my life too and I was very unbalanced gotcha I was a really really good professional dancer and my but your social my human <laughs> my me as a human wasn't so great and fulfilled yeah. but I'm not promoting that you should just do one or the other you want to try and have both but I think what happens is the majority of the time is people who don't make it it's because they're probably doing too much of the, the having shit. fun side yeah, yeah. and they're not willing to put in the work. Absolutely. Or, or make the choices as now it's time to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think what you said earlier makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm not obsessed, I'm ready. Yeah. Like that, 
that made yeah i think that's that was a big click kind of clip moment or whatever and i think people should definitely take note of that as like even if you haven't got an audition coming up be audition ready yeah always always you know like i used to have headshots in the back of my car and and cvs without fail i had an audition outfit in the back of my car always ready Mm. and if i if i used it i clean it and put it back in the car yeah I'd have always like, and, and that's have, also like a mental preparation for you. Like, it's like you, you're also kind of putting out, not in a, in a spiritual sense, but like you're putting it out to the world that you're ready to take mm-hmm. on any audition and anything. And people pick up on that, you know, yeah. like I, the character that you are and how you constantly betray yourself, people will pick up and buy into. Yeah. Granted, I've been the other end as well. There's been jobs where I've gone hung over the fuck mm. and I've, I've pied and I've made the mistakes. But I feel like all those mistakes got me on the discipline side and got yeah. me on the like, I have to be ready. And it's through trial and error. And what I found was like, it's maybe one, I'd be on a job with people who like the party lifestyle. And I'd be like, I want to hang out with these for a little bit. Mm. And then I'd live their life. And two weeks in, I'd be like, I can't live I can't this life. This. I can't no. do this. This isn't how I succeed. <clears throat> like, Which brings me on to a, uh, uh, I suppose my next point of what like I consider hard work. Um, there's a quote or like an idea that you are an average of the five people you hang around with the mm-hmm. most, and that's that's challenging mm-hmm. to to be around five people who promote and make you better, because so many times you're kind of persuaded into going out drinking, having fun, whatever, whatever. Oh, don't, you know, do that next week, fucking whatever, procrastinating, mm-hmm. whatever, and that's a really enjoyable lifestyle temporarily. But the hard work is to not let yourself get sucked into that mm-hmm. and find people who are on your wavelength and on your, yeah, yeah. On, on the same focus as you are. Because there isn't many people out there. And it's hard to be around people better than you. It's yeah. hard to feel like the shit one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great to feel like the good one. You know, mm. it feels good. It feels good like to be the best in the room. But, but it's hard how do you develop from it? Yeah. That will call you out. Mm-hmm. Like every time I do like, like if I'm doing like a work or a job or whatever, I will send my work to people who will rip me apart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it makes me a better person. Yeah. And those are the people that I cherish most in my life because they're dedicated to me getting better as well, not just themselves. Yeah, yeah. So find your best five people, people. Yeah. Richie Hechele uh, Pereira on our podcast a very long time ago, which is very horrific audio. But she once said on there, your vibe is your tribe. Mm. And I was like, I like that. That's that's so your true. Your vibe is your tribe. I like uh-huh. that a lot. And I and that's why I think I've you know I was very lucky by the circle that I ended up in. But it's also I was strong enough to stay in the circles that I was in, where I yep. was willing to just be the shit one all the time and until I got to, work, to a point though. where I wasn't. Do you know what I mean like how you how you treat people will determine so much your success? Mm. You know, and whether you can stay in a, a tribe that. Yeah, like I was always like on a dance base. I was either with Cisco, Sean Niles, like randall like really established commercial dancers mm. and then after that i'd be with john graham marco miha thomas simon sean smith all people that i looked up to like we watched on the last episode or the one before of me doing uk stand-up mm-hmm. and i looked terrified episode, because yeah. i was with people who were so superior so, so superior to me absolutely you know what i mean and like, it's being able to put yourself in that situation yeah you know you have to be willing to be shit at something but before you can be good right yeah. like every master was once a novice oh yeah um and so yeah like something that i'm also kind of applying and i've told a few people around me to apply as well i would suggest to apply is don't be afraid to ask for shit mm. like a friend of mine the other day i was like right message all your teachers you are really like good with and see if you can shadow them 
Yeah. And all, they all said yes. Yeah. So now this person gets lo loads of shadow work and just gets to take class for free, basically. Yeah. No one else is probably going to be asking for that. No, but when they're on a job and or, or they're shadowing someone on the job and someone gets injured and they need someone to step in quickly, they'll go, You're then there. Can you step in and fill this spot? Yeah. Yeah, cool. She's a, she's, she shouldn't be shadowing. She should be doing the job. Boom, you're in. You're in. Like, Absolutely. And it's it's doing that those small... Like, I'm, I'm a, such a believer that success is driven from thousands of decisions it's never just one big decision there's no mm -hmm. such thing as an overnight success right it's like what we we're saying like how do you look after yourself what's your mental stance like like are you asking for opportunities left right and center are you putting yourself in a position to take on opportunities uh -huh. left right and center it's like thousands of micro decisions makes the macro decision of whether or not you'll be successful yeah 100 percent. i think and that's in any field like and i don't know how to be successful as a dancer but i know how to be successful in other well works in my life. theory is if you can be successful at something, you can be successful at anything. Because it's a mindset. It's the, it's the same. You just have to carry across the same work ethic. Yeah. You have to have the same drive. It's the same skills that are required. You know, like the amount, if I put in the amount of time that I did to be a professional dancer into anything else, I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. Within limits. I'm not going to be fucking an NBA professional player. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. no, because I'm five foot eight. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, NBA, sure. you know, like, <laughs> there's obviously there's parameters. There's physical but like, limitations sometimes. But, but if you put in as much effort, you you can be successful at it. It might not be to a professional level, but you can have success within that that area. Yeah. Whether it be I then bec become a coach for basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I coach kids. Absolutely. And you know, that's a success. A good way of, I think, to wrap the idea up is who's faster Usain Bolt or Usain Bolt's coach yeah it's Usain Bolt right but Usain Bolt's coach has got the the knowledge and the yeah you know so it shows you can still be successful even though he might not be physically mm -hmm. able to run that job yeah, man, I don't I, actually know who Usain dude, Bolt's coach is but you know what no, I mean I teach dancers that roast me yeah like I teach like so shout out Al Taylor I think we shouted her out on the first podcast but I danced with her on Sunday She's I watched so that sick. I watched that video back that we shot together which we'll put up and I was like oh she roast me and I always go to her every time I teach. I stand next to her and I go, roast me. And this is what I've done for two years. Right. Every single class, I go, roast me. Roast me. And she never does. And then this time on camera, she roasted you. She fucking roasted me. And that must be a really rewarding. Dude, I watched it and I was like, I was so happy. Mm. Like, I wasn't even bothered that my 19-year-old student roasted me. Because <laughs> I was so fulfilled and proud. I was like, yes, sick. Yeah. Also, I need to pull the fuck up next time because I was chilling. Right. thinking i've got this in the bag i can mark not mark it but like i don't need to bang yeah, yeah like because yeah. in my head i was like if i bang i'm gonna make her look bad mm -hmm. that's where my mindset was at she proved me so wrong amazing like and that again goes to show about who you're hanging around with she now pulling you up so now you're gonna elevate and then uh -huh. she's gonna she's gonna have to put herself up to like level you i tell everyone roast thy neighbor roast thy neighbor if you try and be better than the person next to you whether you're the, the best friend or not if you both start pulling up at the same time, you're both going to improve. You're both going to elevate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. 100%. Um, hard work. Hard work beats talent for me. But what is it? Everything. Talent that works hard will always win. Absolutely. And it's it's also, I guess, is it more of a, a general context, is don't just work hard. Work hard at smart work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like, That's if nice. we think of this on a business level, let's say you're a self-employed cleaner, is and you charge 10 pounds an hour, you can work 14 hours a day, but you're still capped 140 quid a day, mm. right? So that's hard work, but it's not smart work. Yeah. Smart work is like, what do I, can I then create a cleaning business where I have three cleaners work underneath my brand? 
So you can still work 14 hours a day, but you might be making 25 pounds an hour yeah. or whatever, whatever. And it's like, how can you, like, how can you work at something that will makes more sense? Like, yeah. what what do you say? Uh, I think it was Alex that said it quite recently. It's like, be your best coach and be a smart dancer. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's hard work at smart work. Yeah. Like I'm really good at hard work. Mm. I'm really good at hard work. Hard work is easy for me. Like you always say, like you always say to me, "Oh my God, you're fucking driving again." Yeah. Like yeah, I dr- I'll drive to the back end of the earth to go and teach and do the thing I love and, and inspire. And I'm aware that that's not always the smart decision. But with that being said, I make sure that I always do a really, 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 really good job. And you network whilst you're there. And I well. network whilst I'm there, and that opportunity will always be there. Yeah. Or I build a relationship where something can build further from that. So when I drive to the back end ass of the country to go and teach for two hours, which most dancers or teachers or choreographers wouldn't do, I'm not going just going, I'm just going to go and teach that class. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm going to go teach this class, doing a fantastic job, make sure I give such good credit to my brand and my name that it's undeniable that anyone can say something bad and I will get other opportunities. And fingers crossed they tell their friends yeah. how good I was. Your smart work is your networking. Yeah. Like that's like you, I think your networking skills is definitely what builds your brand and also represents your brand as well. Mm-hmm. Like what you said at the end of um, end of the Sunday session, the uh, Ins and Outs training program, you, like you said, look, just holler at me anytime you want advice. That to me is smart because it's keeping you in mind like all the time and yeah. keeping your brand in the, f- the fourth side of their mind well you've invested in me like if you're if you're hiring me to teach or you're bringing me in or you've shown that you're willing to invest in me so i'm willing to invest in you and sometimes investing in someone isn't always doesn't always have to be a financial exchange mm. yeah you know it's I mean? emotional investment it's of, emotional investment yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something more than that you you mean you say you've done what say i taught you six months ago mm-hmm and then six months later, you've messaged me and gone, I need some advice. And I know the answer. Yeah. I can give you that answer. But that's not free advice. No. That's, you're going to go to the next person. Do you know who is great? Fucking Kane, Kane Silver. Kane had my Absolutely. back. And then do you know that next person that you spoke to? They're going to come and go, can I join your training program? Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's the smart work. Because it's, it's how, and it goes, what I was saying earlier, is like, what is your character like? which makes people buy into you. That's the hard work. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're a good person, like genu- like generally a good person, people buy into you mm-hmm. always. A good book that comes to mind is, oh, can I remember the name of this? How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. So it's a oh. book that was written, written in the 1930s and it's kind of been rewritten now. It sounds really manipulative, but it's basically how to be a good person. Oh, sick. What's um, it called? How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. Sick. Maybe we can bring that up on the screen for people to see it. Not I right should. now, unless you want to. We can edit it in. Oh, edit it in, probably. Um, yeah, really good book. And again, it goes back to what I was saying. It's like the hard work isn't just mm. how you take class, what you do in school, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's treating people. It's, it's so much more. Yeah, man. Hard work. Everyone work hard. Yeah. Boom, boom. Fuck your excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I hear is excuses. Uh, David Goggins. Everyone just go and follow David Goggins oh, on yeah. Instagram. You'll Mr. Be, Motivator. You'll be fine. When he's struggling to do something, he can't do it. He's like, who's going to carry the boats? Have <laughs> you seen it? Yeah. Who's going to carry the boats? You're like, yep, yeah, dope. Uh, dope. Video of the week. 
video of the week. Video of the week. Which is... Video I'm going to let you say of this the name, week. Because I butcher it every time. Video of the week is... Bring this up onto here. The Tobias Alihama. Say it. Tobias Alihama. What would you call him normally? Uh, Tobias Alihama. I, I think everyone calls him Tobias. But yeah. it is Tobias. Me and Nina were having this debate yesterday. Yeah, Tobias. And this is um Losing My Way. He posted this on YouTube, like... You can press play. He posted this, like, two days ago, I think. Um, Losing My Way, FKJ and Tom Mitch. Oh, shit. And it's Tobias and the Easy Twins. Um, So this Vault series that Tobias is doing, The Vault... Dude, he's nuts. Dude, he's putting out a video every week, right? He's done, I think it's 17. 17 so far? I think total. There's total. So what's this, 15? I think so. 17 videos. Can we just talk about the amount of effort and prep? And the, the production's good. It's yeah. not even like fucking class videos. It's like yeah, high-level production. I, who films him? I know Josh Kin, uh, Kinsella, 91 films. And then there's another guy called, I want to say it's Mikey Dons, but I might be lying. I hope I'm, I hope I'm right. But he films Isn't him Mikey Dons well. LA? Yeah, but he's, he, didn't, he helped him do all the Janet videos and screams. Oh, so. might be. So maybe, I don't know. But anywho... Yeah, but Tobias is smart, man. Like, I always say this, like, he's, he's, obviously, he's a phenomenal dancer, right? There's no doubt about it. His dancing and his execution is fantastic. And then his choreography is, you know, visually very, very, very nice to watch. And it always makes sense. It always works. And then I think where he's really, like, his talent is second to none. But the thing he's really mastered is, like we kind of said earlier on, investing in himself right like think how much money he spends on these fucking videos like he's got to fly to wherever he's shooting it or travel like these costumes alone you know they went free no they've all got the same fucking shoes just, on. just even paying for videographers yeah it's they've like... all got the same pair of jordans on there you go there's 110 quid 150 quid i don't know they look like uh i mean it is those twins they probably had those jordans already didn't they <laughs> well i don't know they've no, all no. i know tobias always wears those jordans like that's a hundred and forty pound Jordan, I think, like one hundred and sixty-five. Isn't it? It's like it's not an eclipse, it's horizon. But like you know, the outfits. I mean, the hats are a little bit questionable. I don't know why those red things are hanging from their ears. But you know, it makes a visual effect. Like that makes stand, you remember it though. Huh? That, it makes it you, makes remember, you it, remember it. That's which very is part true. of marketing. It's like you'll go remember that video where they're all wearing the red things. Yeah, and like obviously and this, the stage they've obviously brought brought in themselves because they've done a lot of takes and broken it. <laughs> but like. You know, you've invested so much in your own creativity, in your own brand, that that's why he's killing it, man. Like, he gambles on himself. He doesn't play safe. Like, if we think of the, the videos that he's done, which have gone really viral, uh, he did Janet, which you sent the other day. I sent we watched that, it. That was like three years ago, I think. And the rest. Mm. Longer ago. Like, you know, that probably cost quite a bit to make. It was all shot in London, but it still probably cost quite a bit mm. to make. Like, And then... I mean, all the dancers probably did it for free. They're his friends, but rehearsal space, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and time. Time is money. You could be doing something else. So, yep. you know, that time, investment of time. And then the like the MJ Scream one. No, not Scream. He did Scream, but I'm on about uh, Black or White. Yep. Um, you know, he flew to like fucking all Every these... country in the world. <laughs> so many different countries. Like, think how much that cost. Like, I know he flew him and Sandra and a videographer. Like, that's crazy. Like, that is investing so much in yourself mm -hmm. that that's, that, to me, is hard work. Yep. 
that's hard work. Like his dancing is his talent. Yeah. Right. But his hard work is how much extra effort he puts in to go the to go the extra mile mm-hmm. to make it not just a class video, to make it not just a video that he shot in a studio with his friends. And it, it shows like a level of like like bravery, I guess, because so much bravery. You you let's say what five grand into a video quite easily, probably more. And then how do you know you, you you're not guaranteed to make? You're not that guaranteed back. money back or exposure. But what I will say is like, for example, this vault season is how we, I think it was 17 videos. That's consistency. And it's the fact that you know, and he's marked out everyone saying like, this is two out of 17, three out of 17. You know, there's going to be another one. So you tune back in. That's yeah. fucking smart. And he is never in a rush. He never rushes anything. Like he doesn't film it and be like, I have to put it out now. Like if you look at some of the videos, you can tell by how different he looks, like his hair and shit like that, that some of these were probably shot lockdown before lockdown like mm. like they're all shot over a long period of time there's so much time that goes into it it's not like you know the um the kind of life we're in now is like everyone's quick fucking instagram like yeah, film yeah. it get it out film get it out. get it out like <clears throat> dude how fast did videos go out this week from the program because that's the literally, world we're in literally two hours within two hours Love like the world saw it yeah like and it's like and that's the world we're in but his patience to like to get 17 videos and put them all out one week apart. Must know, have been like well over a year, like years worth of work. Easy, sitting you know? on content, which is like, I'd, I'd be itching. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I need to get it out. It's I need to make that- sure it worked. Yeah. You know? Because how do you know that it's work. not, how do you know not going to be relevant in a year's time? You've had all that patience. How do you know it's going to work in a year's time? Because it might sick. not be relevant. Someone, <laughs> might, someone might put out something similar before you do. Like, and you're sat on it and theirs could be better and you could be like, he's so brave to be, actually patient mm-hmm. and not just and that's the hard work though, it isn't it? yeah patience is the hard work oh man he's he's killing it like and he's young how old is he and what's his what's his background like dance like was he like a tour dancer like, uh he was a working dancer for a while i remember when he first came to london i did x factor with him and it was him and jonathan bishop and they were probably like 18 um, and I just come back from LA and I remember in rehearsals, him and Jonathan Bishop being who or Jonathan is a superstar as mm-hmm. well. And they were both so full out in rehearsals. And I remember me and Sean Niles going to him, kids, calm the fuck down. Cause you're making is us. Is he younger than you, is he? Tobias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, me and uh, Sean Niles went to him, kids, calm the fuck down. You're making us look lazy in rehearsals. <laughs> Cause they were doing everything so full out. And like, if something would be like mission impossible to make it work, they would try like a hundred times to make it work. <laughs> and we're like, cause they're new and they're eager and they're dope. And we'd be like, it's been a long week. Chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> let's find the easy option. Um, but yeah, so he was a dancer for a while. And then he went into being like a creative and choreographing. So when I did Kylie, I auditioned for him and Ashley Wallen, but I auditioned right. under his choreography. Uh, okay. So I got the job under his choreography. How so I'm fucking assuming hard he, is this choreo? Uh, his stage choreo isn't hard. Right. It, Have you ever taken like his open classes? Uh, I've taken one, which was that? a collab of him and CJ. CJ Salvador. Salvador, yeah, it was lovely, really fun class. I've never taken another class, just never. The timing never works, and it's all the way in London, so I, I, you know, I don't travel to London that often, just to take class. Um, but his stage choreo was really nice. It mm. felt so good on the body. Did he do something for Strictly quite recently? He did, yeah. So he did. Uh, was it Strictly? Yeah, the yeah. Spider Man number, which he fucking roasted. Yeah, it was sick. He smashed it. It's the only one I've watched from. <laughs> do you know what strictly no 
Not me either. It's too much, too I watch much it, filler time. I watch too it. Too much like shit in between. I, I would I would like to watch it if they only showed me the dances. Yeah. You know, I just you can't know like, the rest of the You bullshit. know, like match of the day. It's like I don't want to watch a whole match. I just want to watch the good bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I would I'd the watch the, Yeah, I'd watch the highlight reel. I don't need to see all the talking, the judges' comments and all that. Like I don't really care for that. I just want to watch the dancing. Mm-hmm. But the fam and Georgia watch strictly a lot. So I always end up seeing it. Seeing but normally the, I'm yeah, yeah. working on my phone. <laughs> um but yeah, man. So Tobias is Video of the week. Tobias and Easy Twins. I should stop just saying Tobias. Tobias and Easy Twins. Video of the week. And uh, Easy Twins are fucking dope, man. I love how... I mean, they've done like a lot of work together from what I've seen. The three of them. They all... Yeah. Their, their style matches so well. Yeah, they, they, they work really well together. And they did... um What's the dance program in America? That like Neo and J-Lo and that judge. Oh, yeah. Were they on that, were they? Yeah, they were on that and they fucking killed it. Well, the dance. Oh, see his foot hit the crack then. Good yeah, job. that's why I pointed out Didn't to even, you. just kept going. Pow, pow. I think. True pro. Like, what do you think of Tobias' style? Uh, I think it's very precise. It's very accurate. And it's very complex. But he makes it look effortless. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. t- like I know I wouldn't make it look that effortless. Um, vi- it's very visually pleasing. Mm. L- a lot of shapes, a lot of there's a lot of shapes, a lot of angles, a lot of details, a lot of footwork, a <laughs> lot of jumping. It's just a lot, but he's so good at it. He makes it look easy. I don't think everyone makes it look easy. I don't think it's something that you can just go and learn and feel good and just be like, mm. I've just learned this. Watch me roast it. It's one of those ones that you need to learn it and probably rehearse for a bit. <laughs> Two weeks later, come yeah, back. before he starts to feel good <laughs> on the body. Because it's just, unless you're a fucking ninja and can just pick it up in two seconds, like Hitchelli would or Tyre, like I've seen them learn it in a day or in a class and kill it. And like Anders does as well. But it, maybe it's like every, I imagine it's like everything. I bet, bet if you take his class every week, it'll start to become, Almost, you understand you the understand formula. You understand the movement. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like I'm not saying John's and Marco's is easy for me at all. But, but if there's a class the that I go in and I don't feel too stressed, it's that. Yeah, everyone around me is stressing the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because, you know, they, I've learned from them so much that I understand it. I understand even how they deliver. I understand how they teach. Yeah. You know, so I imagine it'd be like that. And the way they, they communicate like, and stuff. It. And I love his, that, all this shit. Yeah, so sick. So good. And what I also liked about this video was the set design was so simple. Yeah. I mean, but they just put it in between two trees and it looks lovely. Yeah. It was like such, like... The simplicity of it really worked. For yeah, me. it was dope. From a yeah, like a video visual standpoint. Yeah, video of the week. Tobibi, Tobibi and Easy Twins. Tobibi, and then for booked and blessed. Book them. Oh, please go to Tobias's YouTube. It is, uh, just Tobias Tobias Elehama, and go and subscribe. Watch. We're subscribed. Hell to the yeah yeah. Anywho. Booked and blessed. Booked and blessed. Is. Which one? This one? Yes. Uh, no, other one. Let me just bring it up yeah. on the other screen. This one? Yes. So, Booked and Blessed is Ola. I always butcher her last name. I want to say Papoya. Papoya. Ola. Pop- go watch this before you listen to the review. Yeah, go So, what's her Instagram? Uh, at Ola. Papoya. Papoya. I can I'm, never I'm say her last name. I'm butchering this. There we P-A-P-I-O-R. go. P A P I O R. Ola. So what I liked is like, if you watch the video, you know, she's a fucking fantastic dancer. Like she is a phenomenal dancer. I always see her as like the, she's a real hip hop head. Like 
she's a hip hop dancer. But this is something which is quite stagey for her, and I've never really seen her uh, highlight this side of her. Mm-hmm. It still has her authenticity to it. It still has her hip hop flavors and like her textures and her groove. Like to me, she has so much groove, and everything just looks effortless. Like, but then there's nice little stagey moments, and she's performing it. She's not just banging out choreo like roasting. Like. There's nice textures. There's nice moments. Look, yeah, she's performing. She's having a good time. Like, I just really enjoyed it. And what made me enjoy it even more then was when I put the caption with it. So if you read the caption, oh, this is nice. Watch this. She gets everyone in for a little groove section at the end. Hey, hey. Nice. Really nice. So then, yeah, it's quite stagey. It's not like a traditional hip-hop one or like that kind of feel that I guess you'd see a goat do. But she says, I was fully living my best life dancing in class today. Someone has to put me on stage ASAP. Miss it too much. This time we worked on performance, precision, precision, presence and energy. If you know me, you know that choreographing live tracks are my favorite. I'm manifesting that tour. Such a positive and challenging class. So good to bring things like that from time to time. Much love for you all. One more round at the hub. Like, I don't know. There was something about like, her putting it out, like, she's like, this is why we did it. This is what it is. And I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting that I'm going to make it happen. Mm. And, like, if I read that and I was in a position to hire someone. It makes you more likely to hire him, right? And then I watch this. I'd be like, you fucking go, girl. Like, let's go. Like, I'd hire you. You killed it. And you won it. And you're like, I don't know. There's just, it, it feel like it matched. It made sense with what she's, like, delivering. Sure. Especially from seeing her other stuff. And I never, and... Ola, if I'm wrong, I'm really sorry. I never see her as like uh, an air quote working dancer. Like she's not on every tour in the country mm-hmm. or she's not on every big job in the country. Or I, to be honest, I've never worked with her either. Like she's an incredible fucking dancer and she works and she teaches a lot. But I, now I've seen this and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. You you chase that dream. Like you you grab that. Like I, I you deserve it because you're an incredible dancer. You have so much talent. And like you're putting it out there that you want it, so go get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. to me, this it's the bravery to put that online and be yeah. like, "This is what I want." This like is what you want. You you again, you're gambling on yourself. You're not just being like, "Come take class every Monday, seven p.m." You're being like, "I'm putting this out there. This is what I want. Someone take a risk on me." Absolutely. Well, like that's a gamble, risk, you know? Because some she's people proving the worth. Yeah, she? but yeah, a hundred percent. There's the self confidence within being able to do that mm-hmm. because most people wouldn't put that out there and be like, "You should hire me." No. Because they're not that confident within themselves. They might say it, but they might not mean it. But like, don't know. It just, it relates to me. And the choreo is dope. She dances it lovely. Nice textures. Still, it's still true to her. Yep. But it's quite stagey. You get to see why she should be on stage. It's not just a, a dance combo. She's performing it like she's on stage. Boom. So for me, she is booked and blessed. Book and blessed. Hola, papio. Please go to it. I'm going to say that wrong. I need to know how to say it. Uh, but please go to her <laughs> Instagram, follow her and show her some love. And I believe that is all the topics covered for the day, that my is friend. That is. Um, before we go, uh, we have the Ins and Outs training program starting on November the 14th for four Sundays. Uh, back to back. We finish on December the 4th. Uh, the guest teacher of the month is the incredible Francisco Gomez, also known as Cisco Gomez. Um, so buzzing to have him. Feels like such an achievement. I remember being um, 
like a 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid watching videos of Cisco on YouTube. And I wanted to be like him, um, except I didn't have an Afro, but I remember <laughs> seeing him judge a UDO competition in Blackpool and he had a SpongeBob square t-shirt on a yellow one. And when I was a week later, I was shopping and I saw that t-shirt in blue banana and I bought it just so it's I could be like him. Such a fanboy. Literally that's how much <laughs> I loved him. Uh, yeah. So to actually now like all the, and it was my dream once upon a time to get into dance to excess which was his and Kimberly Taylor's training company. Hmm. So now to be able to say like he's teaching at my program feels really like, full like circle. A, yeah, full circle. Kind of the, the, kind of similar to feeling like when John taught. Yeah. It was like my hero is like coming and teaching on behalf of me on or, or like willing your... to represent for me. Yeah. And like the same as Cisco, same thing. It's more than just for everyone else would be like, oh my God, they're learning from Cisco. But to me, it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. So it's super dope that he's coming. So if you want to come and train, we're almost sold out, but... You know, there might be some spaces Two left spaces when you left. hear this. It's in Swindon on Sundays, 4 till 7 p.m. Also, make sure you go to at Gibson underscore media. That's at Gibson underscore media underscore. underscore. There's an underscore at the end. At Gibson, Gibson media. Already taken. media. No, at Gibson underscore media underscore. Well, hey, we're learning. If you want to get <laughs> some photography, some headshots, some body shots, some gunshots some alcoholic shots if you want to get <laughs> just show just real shots. done anything anything <laughs> on a camera with the camera ninja hit him up he's your guy also if there's anything that you want us to discuss on this podcast yes please drop a comment PM us, whatever. also if there's anyone that you think should be booked and blessed or video of the week mm. send it to us send us your videos um also the um, no that's it that's all i've got peace out <laughs> One love. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, man. Before we go, kicks what? of the week. Kicks of the week. Kicks of the week. The Jordan 3s today. I think these are my favorite. It's you either... say this every week. I no, it's... no, the red, the breads on the first one, they meant the most. Right. But like the 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 ones I wore last week, the Tinker Hattiefields. Yep. They, they're really cool because Justin Timberlake always wears them. Yeah. And they're really comfy. But like visually to look at, I think these... Those are the most exciting for you. These are like orgasmic <laughs> and on that note and on that note peace out my friends <laughs> make sure you subscribe <laughs> make sure you subscribe on youtube itunes apple music whatever you listen to your podcast on spotify stitcher amazon google all of the all, all, of, all of them make um, an account yeah make an account share the podcast with your friends go to the ins and outs podcast.com for more information peace out Boom. love bye